Hello and welcome to the Bicom podcast. I'm Samuel Nerding, Bicom's research associate. It's the 4th of April and today I'm delighted to be speaking with Dr. Ellie Kamon, who is a senior research scholar at the Institute for Counterterrorism based at Reichman University in Israel. Dr. Kamon, thank you so much for coming on to the Bicom podcast today. Hello, Sam. Uh, thank you for having me on your show. Great. So, obviously, we've seen three major terror attacks in the past two weeks in Israel. Um, perhaps we can start our conversation talking about the, the perpetrators of those attacks. In an unusual development, the first two attacks in Beersheba and Hadera were carried out by what kind of been referred to as ISIS-inspired terrorists who were also Israeli Arab citizens. How significant is that fact? And how much support does ISIS have in the Arab community in Israel? Uh, first of all, it is clearly significant because it, uh, it is the first uh, attack, terrorist attack in Israel, which is uh, uh, considered to be inspired, not organized, but at least inspired by ISIS. But I will give the context uh, because we must understand what happened with the Palestinians, which uh, were, uh, if you want, uh, influenced by the ISIS uh, uh, ideology and tried to go and fight uh, in Syria and Iraq beginning 2013, 2014, quite late, by the way. In all, some 200, perhaps even less Palestinians, uh, and I speak of Palestinians of Gaza, uh, of the West Bank, and uh, from Israel itself, these people went and tried to go to fight in Syria and Iraq. Uh, and uh, some of them did not succeed even to, to leave Israel. Uh, for instance, the guy which uh, made the attack in uh, Beersheba, uh, he was a kind of preacher. He was influential at his time in 2013-14, and he was arrested and put on trial because he preached to go to uh, fight in uh, Syria, and he personally couldn't go to Syria. The guy in Hedera, one of the guys in Hedera, he went to Turkey trying to pass the border to fight with ISIS, but he was arrested by the uh, Turkish authorities, expelled to Israel, and also put on trial and uh, passed several, uh, uh, several uh, years in jail. Now, the interesting thing is that there was also a reversal of this uh, attempt to fight for ISIS. Uh, for instance, many families, uh, of these uh, people which were already in Syria and Iraq, mainly in Syria, they went to Turkey and uh, tried to uh, convince. Many times they convinced their sons uh, or brothers to return. And indeed, we see beginning 2017, a return of some of the fighters. Uh, and uh, there was a policy of the Israeli government at that time, uh, if they were not responsible for beheadings or uh, uh, crimes against uh, humanitarian crimes, they were put on jail only for two, three years and then liberated. So we have a pool here of about uh, perhaps 200, and again, in Gaza, we are not responsible. We can speak about the Palestinians in Israel and in the West Bank. Uh, according to the numbers that were uh, published uh, or leaked by the authorities, in all, there were 86 uh, Palestinians which were in jail because they're uh, allegiance, if you want, to uh, ISIS. Uh, so uh, this is uh, facts which, which are important. Uh, why it was now, this is a very important issue because it was uh, several days before the summit in the Negev uh, where four Arab countries were uh, here 
together with the American-Israeli leaders, the ministers of foreign affairs. And the second uh, attack was on the day uh, of this summit, and it was very influential, at least in Israel, because uh, nobody on uh, media spoke about the summit, but uh, concentrated on the uh, attack itself. Uh, again, uh, we know now that it was an inspired attack and not organized, because the uh, daily of uh, Al-Naba, which is uh, the official uh, uh, newspaper, if you want, published online by uh, ISIS, took a kind of responsibility, published a big, uh, two days ago, a big article about uh, the attack. But from the attack, you uh, understand that uh, uh, they don't have information uh, about the perpetrators. Uh, they take uh, the attack in Hadera as a kind of allegiance to the ISIS, uh, because there is no group of ISIS uh, in Israel. Uh, by the way, in the past, there were people in uh, Gaza Strip which uh, said, we are uh, ISIS, and we asked uh, from uh, the caliphate to recognize our status as ISIS fighters, but they were not recognized. Even Al-Qaeda or elements that consider themselves Al-Qaeda in the Gaza Strip were not recognized as such by Al-Qaeda Central. Uh, so the importance, as I said, it is because in this very sensitive uh, historic moment of a kind of alliance, uh, mm -hmm. axis between uh, uh, Israel and Sunni moderate states, uh, also trying, uh, uh, first of all, to, to convince the United States to fight Iran more uh, aggressively, more efficiently uh, on the background of the uh, nuclear agreement, uh, but also because uh, we had uh, the last months several attacks in the West Bank, uh, which also produced, uh, or the result was the killing of uh, several uh, such individual or lone wolf uh, attackers. And this raised the tension before the Ramadan, the mm. month which is considered the most uh, uh, sensible from this point of view on the religious level. But today or this month, we have also Jewish holidays, the Easter uh, and Pesach and the uh, Christian uh, Easter uh, uh, holidays. So the Israeli government is uh, now in a dilemma how to uh, manage uh, uh, first of all, to challenge the threat of terrorism, because we have mm -hmm. a third attack by a Fatah, possibly Fatah uh, uh, terrorist, and uh, to keep uh, the quiet and uh, not to permit an escalation, which would uh, bring a, a more serious uh, wave of terrorist attacks and perhaps even uh, a kind of uh, conflict with Gaza Strip. You mentioned that the, the third attack, and it was it was someone, it was in, in obviously Benabrak, and it was carried out by a, a Palestinian from Jenin, who you said is, is a member of Fatah or member of the uh, the armed wing of Fatah. Um, Jenin appears to be the, the terror capital of the West Bank. Why is that the case? Why do a lot of these, these extreme kind of Palestinians come from Jenin? Uh, first of all, it's very interesting that uh, in spite of the uh, 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 condemnation that uh, the chairman of the Palestinian Authority, uh, uh, Abu Mazen, condemned the attack. Mm. Uh, the head of the Fatah movement in the Jenin area, he uh, praised the attack and the attackers as heroes and martyrs. Right. Uh, and this on the background of what happens in the Palestinian Authority. We know that uh, uh, the standing and the legitimacy of uh, uh, Mahmoud Abbas, uh, Abu Mazen, uh, is quite uh, low because he was elected 14 years ago and uh, there is less legitimacy for his uh, chairing the Palestinian Authority, but also because Jenin is known as a very strong, uh, important stronghold 
for uh, Palestinian Islamic Jihad. Now, Palestinian Islamic Jihad is strong mainly in the Gaza Strip, together with Hamas, which is more stronger. But still, uh, this stronghold in Jenin uh, was known, by the way, uh, even during the Second Intifada. If you uh, remember the uh, opening uh, of the, uh, the defensive shield operation, uh, in exactly 20 years ago, in March 2002, after a series of suicide bombings uh, where 130 people, civilians, Israeli, were killed, and uh, the last attack uh, on the uh, Pesach day, Pesach night, uh, on 29th of March, uh, killed more than 30 people. Uh, the defensive shield operation began with the entrance of Israeli troops in Jenin itself. And uh, the battle for Jenin and the uh, battle inside the uh, fortified uh, refugee camps in Jenin uh, has become a, a, an issue uh, of uh, symbolic issue, if you want, uh, in the fight against terrorism in the West Bank. And uh, even uh, one of the supporters of uh, 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 the Palestinian uh, terrorists in Israel, uh, a known, uh, a known uh, actor and uh, producer, he made a movie called Jenin in order to show how heroic was the resistance in Jenin, which in, uh, we know that uh, actually, although we had uh, 20 or 25 people, uh, soldiers killed there, still uh, the terrorist uh, infrastructure was destroyed, but it survived because there is no control or real control by the Palestinian Authority and even Palestinian Authority uh, security forces entering Jenin have to fight with the local uh, extremists. I want to begin to talk a bit about the what's being described in Israel and actually come under criticism is the intelligence service. Um, they've come under a bit of criticism for not being able to prevent the attacks from happening, particularly one after the other in the space of 10 days. What do you make of the the role of the intelligence service and their failure to prevent the attacks from happening. Did you think it's it's fair to criticize them or, as you said there, mm -hmm. that they're dealing with lone wolf attacks with no organizational structure. So it's very hard to try and to try and see these things happening before they actually do. First of all, we have to understand that our security uh, service is uh, challenged by a huge amount uh, of uh, terrorist uh, attacks and potential terrorist attacks in all the uh, fronts, I mean, in Gaza itself, uh, in the West Bank, in Israel itself, and from Northern uh, Israel, from Lebanon, from Southern Lebanon. So there's a huge amount of work. Uh, now, the last uh, uh, two, three months, uh, the expectation was that uh, before Ramadan or during Ramadan, the tension will be mainly in the Jerusalem area, because if, uh, we remember the last year, the May uh, operation in Gaza was triggered but by what happened uh, in Jerusalem, the tension and the, the conflicts in Jerusalem, uh, especially on the uh, Temple Mount and uh, the attempt by Hamas to take, uh, if you want, control uh, of the slogan and uh, of the symbolism uh, of Al-Aqsa and uh, uh, holy Muslim places in Jerusalem. Uh, now, what, as I explained, uh, what happened the last uh, months in Syria uh, was a kind of resurgence, resurgence of uh, ISIS activity uh, during the last uh, eight, uh, nine months. Uh, it culminated with an attempt by ISIS uh, in uh, one of the prisons in which 3,500 jihadists of ISIS were, take, uh, were prisoners under control of the Kurdish forces, which by the way, control 
several camps in which there are more than 90,000 people, uh, including many women and uh, children, which even them I consider to be dangerous because they are radicalized. Uh, but still, uh, this attempt to enter and liberate 3,500 people from the prison uh, was in a framework of a strategy that uh, ISIS since 2009 called uh, breaking of the walls. Uh, the breaking of the walls were a series of uh, penetration uh, and attacks uh, by command of ISIS inside uh, prisons, especially in Iraq, liberation of thousands of uh, prisoners. By the way, some of them were controlled by the Americans, but later by the Iraqis. And these people were the ones which formed uh, the bulk of the ISIS forces, which entered Syria and fought, uh, fought there for several years until in 2014, they conquered the territory of what was called the Caliphate or the Islamic State. So uh, in uh, January, between uh, 20 and 31 of January uh, this year, this operation, huge operation, because hundreds of uh, prisoners uh, went uh, uh, outside. They took the weapons of some of the Kurds. There was a kind of uh, a rebellion inside the prisons. And it took 10 days to the Kurdish forces with the support of American, uh, American uh, planes and tanks and British one to try to uh, rearrest some of these, most of them, uh, more than 600, some 150, 200 were killed. Uh, and uh, only several dozens uh, escaped. But uh, uh, symbolically, uh, three days after that, the 3rd of February, we uh, remember there was the killing of the uh, caliph, of the leader of the Islamic State, which uh, uh, was called Ibrahim, Abu Ibrahim uh, al-Hashemi al-Qurayshi. And this was very important failure because uh, he probably was the leader of this operation. He was hiding very close to the prison itself, and he wanted to uh, take the leadership of this uh, uh, force and to continue the fight to take some kind of territory in the uh, Kurdish enclave. Now, uh, it took one month. The 10th of March, the ISIS announced the, only that. They announced officially the death uh, of uh, the caliph and the nomination of a new caliph, which is called Abu al-Hassan uh, al-Hashemi al-Qurayshi. The uh, day of the, uh, this nomination, ISIS published a document in which it asked all its followers uh, all over the world to uh, attack uh, targets of the enemies, which means local enemies, regional enemies, like the Arab states and uh, also Israel and the Western United States. Uh, and the, the message was, we have to revenge, we have to revenge, the death of the Caliph uh, Abu Ibrahim. And this is what happened here in Israel. The uh, uh, cell in uh, Hedera uh, had on their uh, clothes a kind of uh, symbol, uh, which was a symbol, by the way, take, taken from an American serial called Vengeance uh, on Netflix. Uh, and they put it on purpose to show that they are following the directive uh, given by uh, the uh, spokesman of ISIS to revenge the death. And again, as I uh, uh, try to, to, to say, yeah, to focus is that although they did it in the name of ISIS, uh, there was not really a kind of official uh, explanation by them that this was the, the, the message. And that we saw that the 
uh, article published by Al-Naba, the journal of uh, ISIS did not see and know exactly who was behind it. And uh, it uh, only considered it important because it was the first such attack all over the world. I would say no attack in the Western uh, hemisphere, uh, no attack in, uh, uh, in Africa. The first one was in Israel. And this is well. important. So to answer the, the question is if there was, this was a failure. It was in a sense a failure for the security uh, uh, service because they did not pay attention of what happened in uh, Syria itself, mm. uh, the strengthening of uh, the ISIS in Syria and the message that was given after the nomination of the Caliph. And the second, which perhaps is more serious uh, uh, failure was that although in Beersheba it was clear that this is a guy which was sympathizer or supporter for ISIS, they did not immediately arrest, they should have arrested uh, all the known uh, uh, and uh, free members of ISIS, although they were not members, as I said, of an uh, organized cell. Mm. But they tried to, uh, to uh, flee to uh, fight in Syria and Iraq. And this did not happen. Now it happened after the attack. Uh, we know that at least uh, 20, 25 people, which are uh, considered to be uh, uh, supporters, sympathizers of ISIS have been arrested. Um, perhaps you can kind of just contextualize the, the current kind of terrorist challenge that Israel is, is facing and, and how it compares to the threats before, for example, the, the, the knife intifada in 2015-16 and, and the second intifada in, in the early 2000s. How is this, this way being contextualized in Israel? The, uh, the issue is, in my opinion, uh, this is not the situation. I think that uh, we'll have uh, during the uh, weeks uh, of uh, Ramadan, the next uh, uh, four, five, six weeks, uh, more tension and uh, perhaps more attempts, especially by the uh, Islamic Jihad uh, in Gaza, which was uh, had a, a loss of uh, one of the, their cells in uh, the West Bank, in the Jenin area, uh, three terrorists, uh, four terrorists killed by our uh, SWAT, uh, SWAT uh, yeah, team. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, if uh, the our forces will be sufficiently, if you want, uh, uh, balanced in their uh, attacks, and uh, there will not be uh, on the two sides, by the way, not only the uh, Palestinians, but also the Israelis, which sometimes make provocations on the Temple Mount, uh, or even the, in the West Bank, I think that will pass this uh, uh, period uh, without, uh, uh, again, as I said, the new intifada, especially that Hamas is very uh, weakened uh, the last uh, uh, months. Uh, we see the Qataris are uh, uh, less active there because they now have interest to uh, uh, have better relations with the United States. We see that Turkey is uh, flirting with Israel uh, and uh, the Muslim Brotherhood and Egypt and is less uh, supportive of the Muslim Brotherhood. So Hamas will have to take in consideration this situation and uh, uh, convince, I would say, by pressure the Palestinian Islamic Jihad not to be active. Although we know the Palestinian Islamic Jihad is the real proxy of Iran and they could be maneuvered or manipulated by Iran trying to uh, provoke some kind of uh, uh, incidents here, especially firing of missiles from, uh, from uh, Gaza oh, Strip. Now, there is another problem the problem how you uh, defend uh, the very long and dangerous uh, uh, fence border between Israel and the West Bank. And this was a failure by the system in Israel that for more than uh, uh, seven, eight years, 
most of those which worked in Israel, the Palestinians, uh, which went on uh, Israel, at least uh, 40 percent, or some, perhaps even more, entered illegally through this uh, uh, fence, which was uh, destroyed in several places. Uh, today, there is a plan to repair uh, 100 kilometers uh, of this fence, and it will take at least one year. So we have now soldiers uh, nearby these uh, uh, kind of uh, uh, broken fences to try to prevent penetration of people. The second problem is that our police is not sufficiently strong in order to deal with these uh, challenges, uh, which uh, we saw uh, also during the May 2021 operation, uh, the uh, uh, extremist and violent uh, events in the mixed uh, cities uh, in Israel itself. Fascinating, uh, Ali. Can I, I, can I ask you a question just on the, on the um, security fence? And I, I read this morning that there's, there's a plan, as you mentioned. It's, it's, I think the IDF has said it's going to cost up to $1 billion to, to, to plug the holes. How serious is that plan? Do you think, it's, do you think it needs to be done? Um, or do you think it's something which, you know, you plug the holes, but eventually, you know, they will just create new holes in, in security fence? Look, the, the issue of, uh, of uh, the fence uh, is also a political issue uh, because yeah. uh, uh, Prime Minister Sharon uh, took an idea, which was, by the way, uh, uh, raised by the uh, uh, Labour government, uh, Rabin government, and then uh, he decided to build a fence, uh, mainly as a kind of a border between Israel and the, the Palestinian state. Uh, personally, I uh, was convinced that this is, a, I think it's, it's called the white elephant. Because it's, uh, we know that we see what happened in Gaza and even in the north. After you buy, buy a fence, you have another fence, uh, underground fence, uh, yeah. ultra technological fence. You cannot do it, especially that we need the Palestinian workers. Why it uh, survived all these years? Because there was interest by uh, people in Israel, including by the authorities, to have Palestinians work here for the economy, but at the same time, because this gave some kind of bonus to the population in the West Bank uh, not to, to, to uh, enter the ranks uh, of the terrorists. Uh, people want to leave. Uh, they have families. They want to, uh, to have the minimum uh, earnings for uh, their survival. Uh, so just yesterday, I think one of our generals said that uh, uh, in uh, several months, we see that uh, the uh, uh, breaking of the fence will uh, return <laughs> after mm -hmm. we uh, finish the wave of pr present uh, terrorist attacks. Yeah, yeah that, that, I suppose that that is that the problem is, um, as you said, it's on one of it is a benefit for Palestinians. Yeah, the problem is that mainly to strengthen the uh, Israeli police. We had in 1974 uh, a law that uh, uh, put the responsibility for defense against terrorism in the hands of the uh, police, not the army. Uh, contrary to uh, London. Uh, Paris, uh, Rome, uh, Berlin, you don't see here uh, army in the streets. I speak mm. about Israel itself, not in, mm. uh, in the West Bank or on the border itself. Uh, and at the time, in 74, we had a civil uh, voluntary uh, support force of the police, uh, uh, kind of, if you want, the militia, but not, it was under the control of the police, 130,000 people. Uh, wow. And even during the Second Intifada, this number diminished. Uh, we had, I think, during the Second Intifada, some 70,000 volunteers working uh, for the police. We need such a force again, 
because police itself, even when it will be enhanced with several thousand of uh, policemen, like now they have received the money, it will take time. It will take time, first of all, to recruit them, to train them, and then to put them on the ground. Uh, mm. This happened in, in Europe uh, after the attacks uh, in Madrid, in uh, London, in uh, Paris, and in Brussels. Uh, they were not able uh, to uh, inf- reinforce their police, and they had to use the military as long as we don't have sufficient forces to cover uh, all the territory. Fascinating. Perhaps we, I can I can talk to you. You mentioned earlier about um, Abu Mazen, uh, Mahmoud, Mahmoud Abbas. He, he came out and was critical of the attacks and, and condemned the violence. How important do you see the IDF security cooperation with the Palestinian security forces? And and how concerned do you think the PA leadership is of, of the current rise of violence? Uh, the condemnation of Abu Mazen was quite rare, I would say, uh, to, to, to hear such a condemnation uh, uh, only on this occasion. And there are other occasions where they did not react. But at the same time, as I, sp- as I said, the head of the Fatah, his yeah. movement in Jenin, uh, declared them to be uh, heroes and martyrs. Uh, but uh, uh, on the practical level, we know that the security forces, most of the security forces of the Palestinian Authority are cooperating with Israel. This is very important. This is a very important, uh, uh, practically, I would say, because this permits uh, uh, Israeli forces to enter the uh, West Bank when necessary to arrest or to uh, try to stop some attacks without uh, uh, entering in direct uh, conflict with the security forces. And we know also that hundreds of Hamas and Palestinian uh, members are arrested by the Palestinian uh, security forces. They are not exactly put on trial. They are in prison without trial. It can be for months or years, but this is the, how it works. Uh, it works uh, like this in Gaza, where Hamas is arresting Fatah people, and it is working in the West Bank, where the Palestinian Authority and the Fatah are arresting the Hamas uh, uh, activists and terrorists. Did Abbas make his his condemnation? Um, was it in Arabic or was it in Hebrew? Yeah, or was I, it... I understand. I understand it was in Arabic, and also we saw him. Uh, speaking quite uh, uh, emphatically uh, yeah. in uh, one of his speeches saying the uh, uh, cooperation between our security forces and uh, uh, the Israeli uh, authorities is a must, is a must. And he said this is even a uh, 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 holy mission like this. Yeah. Okay, so he is clearly supporting at the same time the uh, propaganda uh, uh, is, the incitement is quite for us, uh, strong, even from the Fatah movement. Uh, the incitement outside Israel, especially the support of the BDS movement uh, and the attempts to involve the International uh, Human uh, Humanitarian uh, Court uh, to act against Israel and the paying uh, of salaries to imprisoned uh, uh, terrorists, not only by the way of Fatah, he is paying also to the Hamas and Islamic Jihad in prison, to their families, also, mm. those which are killed in uh, uh, action. And, and, and just finally, this you is by the way one of the main issues between Israel and the Palestinian Authority when we discuss by, uh, about some solution how to advance the negotiations on improving uh, our relationship, uh, uh, not only on the economic side, but also on the political side.
Yeah, I think that's that's what um, I think that's what Prime Minister Bennett says that until Abbas stops playing the terrorists, he won't, he won't meet and talk with him. H- how strong is the level of support for armed attacks against Israelis in the West Bank? And um, you, you mentioned that uh, the, the head of the Fatah from Jenin came out and in support of the, the terrorist attacks. Are you concerned that Abbas might be losing losing his um, his ability to kind of control his his areas? It is very difficult to to know exactly how how uh, the population is reacting. We know that after the uh, uh, 2014 uh, operation in Gaza, uh, for one or two years, when we had the uh, relatively important wave of uh, knifings and ramings uh, with cars, uh, many young people supported the Hamas. Yeah. Uh, now, uh, last May, uh, Abu Mazen proclaimed. Uh, period of elections, because he is not legitimate after uh, being in uh, for uh, 14 years already in power. The Hamas is not legitimate because they also didn't have elections for the parliament. Uh, so uh, I think that uh, there are uh, regions, I, I would say, for instance, in Jenin, uh, uh, first of all, perhaps even in Nablus, uh, where there is more support for this kind of uh, uh, terrorist activity, uh, we see it uh, during these uh, events when people from their side are, are killed, even if they are uh, trying to, to fight the Israeli forces. Uh, and uh, there are also, uh, if you want, some uh, families, big families, Hamulas, which uh, uh, are uh, historically, and for, uh, uh, I would say, ethnic reasons or for uh, uh, reasons of uh, relationship between the various tribes and the uh, Hamulas inside the West Bank or inside the Gaza, some are supporting Hamas and some are supporting the clearly the Fatah. And uh, uh, it is very difficult to, to, to say, as I explained to many of those which are visiting uh, uh, Israel and I uh, uh, give them uh, some presentations, in the elections in 2016, when Hamas took the uh, control of the parliament, Actually, Fatah had uh, 700,000 votes more. But mm. what happened was that uh, uh, Abu Mazen uh, had a list for Fatah, and uh, Marwan Barghouti was in jail and still is in jail in Israel, had another list. And uh, uh, that's uh, why it took uh, uh, several weeks until they presented the list after the closing of the list, which was common. Meantime, 75 people of Fatah, known personalities, they went independent. So what happened, all the independent was not considered Fatah and Hamas took the elections. So again, you, you cannot say that uh, Hamas was stronger than because they took the elections. It was because of the division inside Fatah. And the same happened now in May, why he canceled? Because all of yeah. a sudden there were three, three lists of Fatah against one very united list of Hamas. Fascinating. Dr. Eli, come on. Thank you so much for giving us your, your expert insights into the terrorist attacks. And um, hopefully we'll have you on again soon. But for now, thank you very much. Thank you for having me.